0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Evie Talks. I'm your girl Evie, and today we're going to get a little bit personal with me. Um, Last week we talked about what do you cost, and I went into the Proverbs 31 woman and talked a little bit about her and knowing your self-worth as a woman. And so I want to go back to a time where didn't know my own self-worth and I fell into a state of depression and not knowing what it meant to truly love or to be loved. Um, This is very personal for me, but I feel like if I'm going to help inspire, help encourage young women, then I have to be open and I have to be honest about myself because I'm still a work in progress. You know, I'm not all the way there yet but i'm getting there um i'm just gonna start off a little bit and just read a little bit from my book Hey guys welcome back i just had to take a little break um so yeah like i said i want to go into my book a little bit and then i want to just talk to you guys a little bit about me i know you're probably thinking but why if this was my desire did i choose the types of guys that i chose guys who are emotionally unavailable In a sense, I would say I chose them because at that time, I too was emotionally unavailable. MJ came along after the death of my dad. I can honestly say that if my dad was still walking on this earth, I wouldn't have made most of the decisions that I made following his death. When he died, I was left with an emptiness and longing for filling that void with something. What I didn't realize was how cold losing him had made my heart. Although I had a real life biological father who was alive and well, he was no father to me. I actually wanted a relationship with him, especially after losing my dad. I had hoped he would step up and be that father figure for me, but he didn't have the necessary tools to fulfill that need. And to be honest, my dad had given me all a father could give his child before he passed. My heart was broken and no one at that time could put those pieces back together. The one man I should have trusted to put me back together, I turned my back on and I didn't even think to pray and ask him to fix me. I wanted nothing to do with God at that time. From the outside looking in though, no one could tell. I always said I hated a hypocrite and today I realize I was the biggest hypocrite of all. They say your feelings toward others are just reflections of what you feel about yourself. If that's the case, the question became, why did I hate myself? I was overall a pretty decent person. Was I spoiled? Yes. Slightly bougie, Mm, maybe, but I was a good person. We all have flaws. Hatred of self is probably the worst thing a person could do to themselves. I say this because if you hate yourself, You can't tell or show anyone how to properly love you. How could I date guys that were suited to love if I didn't love myself? How do I know that it was self-hatred? At the time, I didn't, but now I do. It was around this time that my self-hatred had gotten really bad. I had always had self-esteem issues, but didn't realize that they were of my own making. I never embraced myself or loved myself for being me. There was always something wrong with me from being a virgin to being fatherless and unable to love or be loved. I had so many signs of it, but the signs were so subtle that no one paid attention to them. So, I was able to wallow in my own misery that I had created. My self-hatred started getting worse after my relationship or lack thereof. Ended with MJ. In order to heal, I decided to just be single and get to know myself. I began to do things on my own and get out of my comfort zone. I traveled with friends and started spending time out alone. I was determined to live my life as a single, happy woman. After a while, I became a happier version of myself and started to gain my confidence back. I even began to love me again Or at least, that's what I pretended was happening. The truth is, I was still so damaged and didn't even realize it. When I met my husband, I was truly in no position to date anyone, but I had pretended so much that I had fooled myself. After a while though, the lie I was living outgrew me. I started overeating to the point that my weight gain became substantial. I gained a lot even before I got pregnant with my son. And after carrying my son, it got worse. For the first time, I was told by my doctor that I was overweight. Anyone that knows me, knows weight has never been an issue for me before that. But I was huge in my own eyes and this is where my self-hatred got worse. I would eat junk food, overfill myself at dinner and then wake up in the middle of the night to eat more. I completely stopped caring for the maintenance in my home and myself. I just didn't care anymore. I had finally allowed all my pain, depression, and guilt to eat away at me. I was merely a shell. It manifested itself in my marriage, causing it to break early on. So I had to take a break from my marriage while still in it. I had to learn to love myself completely so that I could learn to let him love me too. My husband has flaws and setbacks, but so do I. And if God had brought us together, then those bends and curves carved into us by life must be meant to fit together in a permanent way. I took a step back to see the big picture and figure how our pieces fall in life's design. Okay, so I want to stop right there with the um, reading from my book. As always, um, you can get a copy of my book directly through me or through Amazon.com. The books are $15. Um, It's a really good read. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, I just want to go into just talking a little bit about personal value um, and sweeping around your own front door. Um, I did reference some scriptures this time, <laughs> um, Psalms one thirty nine verses thirteen through fifteen, and Isaiah chapter six verses five. Verse five. I am sorry. So um, I just want to go into what personal value is versus self esteem. So self esteem is the confidence in one's own worth or abilities, self respect. Personal value that is your code of ethics or your belief system. Personal values reflect your needs, desires, and what you care about most in life. Sometimes we don't um, actually understand that there is a difference between self esteem and personal value. When it comes to self-esteem, that kind of deals with the level of that's on the level of how you feel about yourself. Do you like yourself? Do you not like yourself? Things of that nature. And it ties into personal value because personal value deals more deep within you. So it's your sense of right and wrong. Um, your' conscious. Basically, that little devil on the left side and that little angel on the right side that TV likes to portray your conscious as. And when you have done something wrong that goes against your personal values, it can affect your self-esteem because it can cause you to have a dislike for yourself because of the decisions that you've made. So your sense of personal value can be hindered by feelings of shame. Guilt and regret when we get into those types of feelings, it interferes with our relationship with God. These feelings at times drive us away from God, and sometimes we look up and and talking to God, like, Dang, God, you left me! How could you leave me like this? You making me handle this by myself? But the reality of it is that God hasn't left us, it was us who ran from Him because we've become ashamed of what we have done and we don't want to face him because we know that whatever we do whatever we put out there into the universe it's going to come back to us and we're afraid of how things are going to come back to us so remember when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit well when they ate it they became knowledgeable about what they had done They hid from God because they were ashamed. See, God never left them. They left him because they were afraid of the consequences for their actions. They had committed a sin and they hid to avoid facing God and facing the reality of what their consequences were. And a huge part of growing is learning to face those things which we are most ashamed of. For me, that's exactly what I had to do in order to come out of my dark place that I read about from my book. I had to go to the beginning of where it all started and face every bad decision and go to God and take my lessons. Only then was I able to truly become free. You see, God is so big and so awesome that a lot of times he intimidates me. I can't speak for other people, but he intimidates me. And so I'm afraid to go before him with something that I've done wrong because I'm afraid of what my cost will be. But it had at the time of everything that I went through that I read to you in my book, I had felt so much guilt because every decision that I made, I made it knowing it was wrong. So first I knowingly sinned against God and then I knowingly went against God my own personal values so now not only did I have to face myself and take my lessons that I had to get from myself I also had to face God and take those lessons as well and why should I forgive myself why should God forgive me I didn't deserve it I knew what I was doing why do I deserve forgiveness for doing something wrong when I knew That it was wrong to do. To me, I didn't deserve that type of forgiveness. So I wallowed in my guilt until it devoured me. But then the day came and I couldn't wallow in my guilt any longer. Something had to give. My internal issues were affecting my marriage. It was affecting my family and it was affecting some of my friendships. So I did the only thing I knew to do. It's what I was raised up in. It's all I know. And that was to pray. And I prayed hard. And baby, when I tell you I prayed and I prayed and I prayed until I felt something break on the inside of me. I prayed until I had no words left. And then I cried and I moaned until I felt that break on the inside of me. And when that thing broke on the inside of me. There was such a feeling and a rush of freedom that I had. I can't even explain it to you. But that's why I'm able to now come to you and talk to you. And I felt that it was important for me to incorporate things that I'm going through. Things that I've been through in this podcast. So that you guys know I'm right here with you. I'm not here to just come before you and just say hey this is how you do this this is how you do that because like i said in the beginning i'm not one for really giving advice to people i can only tell you what i've been through and how i've made it through that's the best way i know how to reach people and to help people get through certain moments in their own lives is to just help you with what i know worked for me not saying what worked for me will work for you but it gives you some, you know, something to hold on to to say, hey, I know if she made it, I can make it to whatever God has for me. I'm ready for it and I can get through this. I can make it. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm still working through a whole lot that I got going on in my life. And I don't know if I'll ever be perfect. I strive every day to be more like Christ. And then, you know, something happens, and somebody <laughs> do something to say something. And I'm right back to where I started from. And I'm starting all over again to be more like Christ. But it's every day for me, I'm a work in progress. And every day I get stronger and I get stronger and I get stronger. And before I can truly help anyone else. I have to be willing to allow God to do the work in me and I have to help myself and go forward and do what God has for me to do because me doing this podcast, it isn't just for other people. It isn't just to minister to or help someone else. This is for me as well. I get deliverance out of this as well. I get set free when I do this as well. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. That's a verse from one of my favorite gospel songs. I'll never forget the first time I heard that song. I was about nine years old. And that song has stuck with me from that day forward. I love that song. But in this time that I'm living now, I understand it more than I've understood it ever before and it's so accurate how dare I clean your house but not clean mine that's just like you hiring a cleaning service and they come to your house and they clean your house spotless and you and this person that's been cleaning your house spotless become friends and they invite you over to their home and you go to their home and it's Clothes everywhere and cups and plates and food all over the house. And you looking like, how are you coming to my house cleaning up and you won't even clean up your own house? That's nasty, you know. So how dare I put forth any type of effort into helping someone out there by the sound of my voice, but don't use those same tools to help myself and that's just what I'm here to do I'm here to help me and hopefully in helping myself I can help someone else I want us all to be able to feel empowered to feel loved and again to have that sisterhood where we feel like we can come to one another and develop and grow and strengthen one another always and remember like I said I read you guys a few pages from my book, but I want y'all to get a copy of my book. It's really important. It's really valuable. This is something you don't want to miss. I promise you, you don't. I also have empowerment wristbands and bookmarks. I'm available for speaking engagements and seminars. You can contact me at my email address. It's blessings to lessons at gmail.com. Again, that's Blessings, the number two, Lessons, at gmail.com. You can contact me on Facebook. My name is Evelyn Hampton, E-V-E-L-Y-N, last name Hampton, H-A-M-P-T-O-N. Or check me out on Instagram at ev underscore Talks, E-V-I-E underscore Talks. I love you all. And may God continue to bless and keep you. And remember, perfection is not the requirement. It is the willingness to do the work that matters. Talk to you soon.